Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. As you know, I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am excited today to have with us a 2014 graduate of our program, Nicole Madden-Hartman. How are you, Nicole? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so great to have you. I really appreciate you taking the time. Nicole has a a, a toddler at home, and so uh, you know, having a toddler in the middle of a pandemic is uh, uh, is a a chore in and of itself. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you appreciate the little break, uh, the little break Absolutely. to talk, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, you uh, know, uh, goo goo gaga, right? You get to to talk. I remember when um when we had when our kids were really small adult conversations were so meaningful because I felt like I was like constantly like talking toddler, you know, which is an amazing experience in and of itself. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but yeah, so exciting. So, uh, Nicole is a human resources, uh, or human resources manager at Thermo Fisher Scientific. So I'm really excited to talk to Nicole about everything she's doing. You know, with a management degree, HR is such a big part of um, uh, of any of any management um, experience. And so um, we've only we've had a few um, human resource folks, human resources folks. Um, on the podcast. Um, but, but you're the one that the the first one that's managing the whole experience. And so (laughs) I'm really excited to talk to you about that, but let's go back in time a little bit, Nicole, if you don't mind, where are you from originally? So I grew up in the East Bay area. So specifically Martinez, California. Um, so just tucked away near like the, the Walnut Creek, Pleasant Hill area and, and good old Martinez, which is a fun fact about Martinez. It's the birthplace of the martini, the drink. No way. Yeah, it is. So wow. of our little claim to fame in the small town that we are of 35,000 of us. So it's a small tight knit community and yeah, it's great. Right. Did you have people traveling there just to have a martini where martinis were developed? No, no, that's no. <laughs> but um, we do have like sweatshirts that say Martinez, home of the martini. And of course I have one of those. Of course you do. Of course of you course. do. You wouldn't be a, you wouldn't be a good, uh, a good martini. you wouldn't be a good martesian. I was t- trying exactly. to come up with what it might, what that might be a martesian. I like that. Yeah. I like that, you know? Um, so, uh, what did your parents do when you were growing up? So my dad's always been in the oil and gas, um, industry. So uh-huh. been at a number of refineries throughout his career. Um, and gotcha. we you have two refineries in the Martinez Rodeo kind of area. So uh-huh. he was there in, in global supply chain and procurement um, and in sales. And then my mom worked in the home um, and supported my siblings and I as we throughout our childhood growing up. Right. Well, we have that in common. My mom was a was a home a homemaker as well. And so I have great respect for how much work, uh, how much yeah. work that was trying to keep up with uh with me and my siblings. So what about you? How many do you, it sounded like you just said brothers and sisters, how many? Yes. Um, so I'm the oldest of three. So I have a younger okay. brother and a younger brother as well. Uh, well, we've got so much in common, Nicole. I'm the exact same. Okay, I'm, the, great. I'm the oldest of three as well and I have a brother and a sister. What are your brother and sister doing now? So my sister is in the public relations um, environment and uh, industry. And so she's working as a PR representative. Um, mm-hmm. Brother is still in college. So he and I have a, a bigger gap between the two of us. So mm. he's 
um, completing his degree at Cal State Fullerton right now. Oh, very cool. And yeah. we have that in common too. My brother, oh, really? my bro- yeah, my, my little brother is like nine, is nine years younger than me. So uh, oh, how funny. Yeah. yeah that's we pretty- have seven years between my brother and I, so a bit of a gap as well. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so what were you, what were you like growing up, Nicole? Were you into sports, art, stance, um, drama? What was, what was your, what was your jam? All the above, I would say. So yeah. I, um, I was really big into dance. Um, one of my big things was I was, um, so my maiden name, Madden, is Irish. And so growing up, I always watched the, like, Saint, the San Francisco Irish St. Patrick's Day parades. Yeah. And I wanted to be in the parade. So I um, shortly after was enrolled in Irish dancing. So I did Irish dancing for a number of years, too. And it made my, my Madden side of the family just so thrilled to kind of watch the heritage grow and continue on. That was fun. Um, but then I did a number of other dancing as well. And so that was exciting. But um, in terms of like the drama, if you will, my mom has always said like, I'm a bit of a, a um, I have great leadership skills or she refers to them as I've always been the bossier older sibling. Of course. I like to remind her it's, you know, I was building great leadership skills as I was growing up. So somebody had to keep my brother and sister in line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what we older, so we older siblings do. I love it. Well, exactly. you know, I had, I, I quite honestly, I had never thought of uh, the name Madden as Irish. Um, yeah. Uh, but so that's, that's really interesting. That's really interesting to, um, to know that. And, you know, um, being a being a Madden, I guess you just had to come go to Cal Poly, right? I mean, with with exactly. last name Madden. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the other connection there too. So um, my dad lovingly brainwashed all of us to be Oakland Raider, now Las Vegas Raider fans. Uh-huh. And so obviously John Madden, the relationship there. And, and so, yes, going to Cal Poly, following John Madden as well, if, if you will. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it depends on who you talk to, you know, typically people would say, Oh, are you related to John Madden? And, you know, if I wanted to stretch the truth, I would say, yeah, he's like the great removed uncle of so-and-so side. And it's kind of, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, you know, I, I, uh, it, it's so funny because being a sports fan, you know, I, um, I, I always, I usually resist the temptation, um, to ask, to, yeah, to ask. And I, and I had never even actually thought about it with, with you quite honestly. Right. Um, and then, you know, um, and then, you know, we had, I had Sh- Shannon Fouts and, um, and, and I didn't ask until I got to know her a little bit better. And, and, and then I realized she actually is Dan Faust's daughter. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. So, like a true relationship. Yeah. 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 Right. And so, so I've had that happen actually a number of times through our major we've, we've had, uh, we've had that, had that happen. And so that's, that's kind of funny, but um, uh, so so, uh, you know, obviously I-, I was joking about the John Madden, but, but what, what was, was there a connection with Cal Poly? Did your parents, either of your parents go to Cal Poly or? No, my dad story? actually went to, um, uh, Sac State. Hmm. Um, so he was a big proponent of me going there, but, um, I actually started out, uh, my college career at Cuesta. So I did three years at Cuesta, um, fell in love with the town, the community. Um, my, my, I was studying towards becoming, um, you know, event management. And so I wanted to continue that um, and was fortunate enough to transfer over to Cal Poly. Um, So that was the tie that kept me in slow for about five years. And it was, I loved it. I loved absolutely every moment of it. And 
I know I'm young, but I'm still looking forward to retiring in Cal at Inslow, hopefully in the next I, few years. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so great. I do hear that quite a bit from uh, <laughs> from former students, and um, and we would love to have you back here. That would be that would be fabulous, and. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'm glad to hear that you're a transfer. You know, we had a number of our, our uh, some or some of our, our best students over the years have, have come from Cuesta or, or have been transfer students. And I think one of the things that that makes you guys stand out is that, that you hit the ground running. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've you've gotten your feet wet and, and um in, in the field, right? Like, um, obviously, right. Uh, Cuesta has a, has a great program over there, and then and so you're just ready, you're ready to 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 lap up everything you can possibly um, get your get get your hands on in terms of experience right. and that sort of thing. So let's talk a little bit about um, being here at Cal Poly and and what that was like. Um, I haven't asked. I, I I've I've asked this occasionally, but I, I'll ask it of you. I think I stopped asking it because. Um, students were having or former students were having such a hard time answering it but is there a moment in your time in San Luis Obispo that really stands out that's like that big moment that when you think about those times that 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 five years in slow that you know a a sunset and bishops or whatever it might be oh gosh there's so many to think about and so many just memories um and like relationships I built I built throughout my time there and you know at various places in slow. And, um, but for sure, the number one thing I remember is meeting my now husband, um, at Cal Poly who, you know, obviously that, you know, brought along my toddler that I have today. So both Cal Poly alums, um, he was an industrial technology major at Cal Poly. So that was, um, that was definitely probably the biggest moment I remember. I remember going to, a house party and noticing that some guy had a framed photo of a yellow lab in his room. And I was like, Oh, I have a yellow lab at home. Like my parents have a yellow lab. So that like instant connection. And then sure enough, it ended up being my husband, Brett. So um, definitely probably one of the, the bigger moments for me. Right on. Well, that is so cool. I, you know, it's almost like we've got a theme in this, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in this, uh, this section of podcasts that I'm doing because um uh, uh, one, uh, one that'll air a little bit before yours, um, uh, f- former student, um, talked about how one of my, um, one of my projects in RPTA 260, she did, uh, she did a tournament, a spike ball tournament and her now husband, uh, like tore ligaments in his thumb, Oh no! Uh, you know, and she, so she ended up, she ended up marrying him. And then, um, and then I think I, I told you, I just had a, um, uh, our first married couple, um, uh, will, will be, uh, is one of our po- um, recent podcast. And, uh, awesome. and so that's great to hear, to hear that you, uh, that you found love at Cal Poly as well. Yes. That's all. That's really awesome. Um, so, in building experience, you know, students um, are are current students who are are obviously a big portion of the listeners like to hear about the experience of, of getting an internship and what that yeah. was like. You know, that's always 
top of mind. Um, and, you yeah. know, I even talked to like second year students who are asking me about it, you know, like, yeah. what should I do to get an internship? And I'm like, well, you know, you should start building up towards it for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, so let's talk about that. Like, what was your what was your internship and um, and what was the experience like of getting that internship? Yeah. So I remember being in that same boat thinking like having like some anxieties about what is that going to be? How can I find the right internship for me? Is it paid? Is it unpaid? Um, What's the ultimate experience I'm looking for? Um, I was very fortunate because in my junior year at Cal Poly, yeah, the end of my junior year going into my senior year, I started working at Obolo Vineyards in Paso. Um, And so at that point I was in the tasting room. I was working in the wine industry. I really liked, you know, meeting new people every day and was fortunate enough to turn that into a full-time internship um, during senior year, during my second to last quarter, um, and specifically partner with the events coordinator, the newer events coordinator, and help her kind of stand up this new event platform that she was looking to implement at the winery. Because at the time, they had tasting parties and pickup parties, um, and of course, like the annual harvest festival, but um, didn't have like specifically weddings. So there was like an untapped area within Mm -hmm. events that they were looking to kind of stand up and implement. So I was able to really do that during my, my three month internship there. And so I feel very fortunate and and spoiled because, you know, the wine is like, so such a fun place to be, especially in slow. Yeah, really. And, you know, I, I love that example because you know, I didn't really plan it as a segue, but, uh, but, but those, those sophomore, you know, those, those second year students who ask me, one of the things I say is that um, we do have a number of students that, that build towards an internship. Mm-hmm. They, they go out and they make those connections and they build their experience. And there is, um, there, I'm not sure, I'm not sure the percentage, but there is a percentage of our students who simply do step into a role that, that becomes kind of a natural progression. And so, um, I actually think that that's probably the, the best, um, least anxious anxiety producing way, right. Because you're establishing a relationship and, and, um, you know, I, I love that example too, of, of you, you know, you while you're building that relationship and you're building that connection, you're learning about the um, organization and what their needs are. And mm-hmm. so you can also approach it, like you said, like, hey, I know we we could do better with events. Like, um, would you be willing yeah. to let me start planning some events and that sort of thing? And that's, yeah. that's that shows and stepping up. It doesn't hurt to even ask, too. I mean, exactly. maybe there's not an opportunity, but the worst somebody can say is, that's a great idea, but we unfortunately can't support that at this time, right? There's, yeah, I, fortunately, I was lucky enough to convert it into a, a an internship, and that was, you know, it was great. And I still have a lot of my relationships with the winery. I actually got married at that winery myself. Did uh, you really? In 2016, yeah, we got married there. It was that's awesome. Great. Um, so I was able to kind of test drive what I helped kind of implement, which was great. Right, I love it. That's a, that's a great story. So you know that that led, uh, you, you've pretty much been since then, right. Been working with Thermo Fisher scientific. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so, it's funny because I was at, like, I think I shared with you as I was prepping for this podcast, I was refreshing my history and I was like, I, I obviously I've known I've been at Thermo Fisher for this entire time in my career, but I didn't realize how long I've been at Thermo Fisher until right. I myself. I was like, wow, like time just flies by. Right. But, um, 
you're you're bucking the millennial trends, you know. I know. I love it. I love it. No, so <laughs> I, I think it's um, I I think it's something that 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 is exciting for me and getting to talk to you because, um, I, you know, like I told you, the human uh, human resources I think is something that a lot of our students don't necessarily think about. Right. But but as we as we have um, adopted this experience industry management approach and experience design has kind of come up into the forefront mm-hmm. of what we're doing, um, you know that ex- employee experience is a huge element, and we Absolutely. do and we do have a lot of students who are who um, who are employed in employee experiences, and I've talked to a number of them on the po- on the podcast. But like I said, I, I haven't talked to anyone who's human resources manager <laughs> for a corporation, a well-known, pretty yeah. big corporation, you know? So, so first of all, tell us about, tell us what Thermo Fisher Scientific is, what, what, that, mm-hmm. what, what you guys do as a company, and then tell us um, about that experience of, of finding the job and, and, yeah. and starting with them, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you said, we are a large organization and um, more than we ever have been before, we've been very, um, very visible in the community um, here locally. I'm in San Diego, but obviously across the U.S. and across the globe, especially with the fight with COVID, because we are um, we are the, one of the leading leaders in the industry for serving science. So we help um, we help supply anything that a scientist needs in the lab. So if you need a refrigerator, you need an instrument, you need a consumable in order to facilitate your your experiment, we supply that, we create that, and we make it. Um, So it's totally not what I studied at Cal Poly, and I kind of laugh because, quite honestly, I shied away from science because it's not my strong suit. Um, But to be in an organization that is very science heavy and um, just supporting the sciences and, and STEM in our local communities. It's, it's really rewarding. And it's especially really cool right now to see like what we're doing with COVID and um, moving towards kind of a diagnostic space, um, helping with the fight. And we're actually here in, in, I'm based in Carlsbad, California, my offices, and we are help creating test kits to test for COVID. So we're very much at the forefront more than we ever have been. And we've had like our CEO was in the Rose Garden earlier this year at the at the White House. It's it's been a remarkable year for sure for us. Wow, and um, you know, I I had a feeling like when I when I was doing some research on on um, Thermo Fisher Scientific. I mean, you know, I I've heard the name many times, yeah. but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what you guys did either. And right. um, and so I, I was thinking like, oh wow, this will be really cool to talk to her because I bet. Yeah. Like when you said, like the first thing you said was like refrigeration, and obviously yeah. we've all heard about the vaccines and the the issues mm-hmm. with like sub having the one of them stored at sub zero and all yeah. of that. And so I, I am sure you guys have been on the forefront. So that has to have been, um, it has to have been an exciting time for you. Definitely challenging, but challenging, but exciting and really exciting. And you know, we have over eighty thousand employees across the globe, represented in over one hundred and twenty countries. It's wow. you know, Definitely a really large organization, but, um, you know, from a career development perspective, we have tons of opportunities and that's kind of like leading into my background. You know, I started as a contractor in our, our shared service HR function. Um, and you know, I was able to help process, um, like the kind of very tactical human resources, things like filing and answering questions and and self-support, um, Mm -hmm. and employees. And that was, 
rewarding and fun and was able to kind of, you know, go from there, build upon um, my HR toolkit, as we kind of call it. Um, I did take a bit of a, um, I always call it like a, not a hiatus, but I, I went out of human resources for a couple of years and went into project management because I've always been passionate about organizing. I think my, um, I, I love organizing. It's always yeah. fun, like implementing and, you know, I don't know. I've always been kind of nerdy about that, but um, I really wanted to try out my hand at project management and figure out if that was really for me. Um, but as I was in that role for a period of time, I realized my passion for people really came through. And so I was kind of gravitating more towards employee engagement type events, mm-hmm. still doing events. And I was still kind of marrying that idea of project management and implementing um, events, which which were, I mean, it afforded me a lot of great opportunities. I was able to fly um, and visit different countries while I was in that role and, and um, put on these site-wide events. And it was extremely rewarding at the end of it. Obviously, as event majors, we know how much hard work, time, and effort that goes into those. But yeah. it was it was a very great opportunity. Um, and it, it was fun. I liked that role. But I ultimately had like in the back of my head, like I really, really want to get back into human resources and be closer to the employee and and help support them um, in whatever capacity they need. And so I I was able to come back into the HR world not too long ago, a couple of years back, and I've never been happier. Love it. And so, so let's, um, let's, let's hone in on that planning. I love what you said that you've always been like a, kind of like a planning nerd, right? An organization nerd, you know? And so let's touch on that. Cause I think that's, um, I I think that's one that, um, that, that we can, we can, um, dive into a little bit deeper because I do think that a lot of our, um, event management students in particular, uh, probably share that gene, right? Definitely. <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, Very like type A, like to have things organized, the prettiest planners out on the market, the best pens and sticky notes. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> so is that, is that, is that something like, did, did you, did you have that at a young age? Like, were you, oh, yes. were you like, um, almost like the, uh, Australian, uh, sheepdog of your family, like hurting the family and getting them all into the, to, to planning, <laughs> the planning, the events and that sort of thing. Definitely. Definitely. From a young age. Um, I always like, I still, to this day, I get excited when I walk into like Staples or the back to school section at Target. Like it literally brings me chills. Like that's how nerdy I am around that. But it's, um, my mom always used to make fun of me and I can't tell you, I just love like a new fresh notebook and a a pen, whatever it may be. But yeah, I definitely have always been a very organized person. Um, I hate being late. You know, I I have like certain tendencies where it's, I, I I know that I'm type A and that's just embraced it. And so I, I really found that my personality, um, was would jive really well with event management because you know I have that passion for connecting with people and working with different types of people and servicing you know I'm I'm very much uh, on that um it's what I really enjoy doing and so it's the nurturing aspect in me has always been really helped with the planning piece um so yeah love it I love it well and I would imagine in human resources that attention to detail 
is really important. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I mean, attention to detail is important in anything that you do. You know, I mean, I, I try to, I try to promote that obviously in, in, um, in in classes that I teach, but, but in particular, I mean, with HR, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember, you know, when, when Dr. Rue and I, um, first got to Cal Poly, um, the, the, the HR person in, in, um, in finance that was, that was like checking us in, I like kind of just made an offhand comment about how, um, as a graduate student for my, my graduate stipend, it felt like I didn't take home very much of it. Like a lot of it was taken out in, in, in taxes or whatever. Right. And, um, and this HR person, like I'd been there for a long time at mm-hmm. Cal Poly, I guess. And she, without me really realizing what she was doing, she claimed a number that was higher than I should have been claiming. Oh, yeah. And so we ended up getting a lot of our paycheck that first year. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the year, they were like, um, yeah, you owe $10,000 in taxes. Yep. And I was like. <laughs> what, you know, and right. so, you know, that attention. So uh, obviously that, that, that's a kind of a silly example, but with HR, you know, the, the attention to details is important. Um, yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's incredibly true because you're dealing with a lot of, you know, confidential information, you know, everything from an employee's, you know, personal home address or their, um, you know, their, their compensation. And so you have to be very, um, very focused and um, understanding about what you're, you know, aware of what you're doing because you, you could click the wrong thing and it could totally mess something up. And what are the downward effects from there? Right, right. So let's um, let's let's dive in a little bit more into this um, HR manager role that you've had yeah. for the last six months. So you got promoted um, during a, a global pandemic. <laughs> Uh, while raising a toddler, while yeah, raising no, a no. toddler, that's quite yeah. impressive, Nicole. I got to tell you. Yeah. So, no, uh, so yeah. So, so tell us. Um, I think it's a. I think it's interesting for w- whether it be you know, current students, prospective students, or, or young professionals who might be looking to to, to change into a career. Um, what is what, what do you do on a daily basis? You know, um, COVID or non COVID. But yeah. uh, what's your what's your uh, what's your daily experience like? Yeah, so definitely the past year has obviously been unique um, throughout COVID. So that's been a a pivot, if you will, in kind of the day-to-day what it looks like. But I think if you kind of boil it down, it's really about my day-to-day role is obviously different each day, but it's all about partnering with my my business leaders to help support them achieve what their initiative is or their project or kind of get them to their future state, wherever they're looking to take that group and that team. And that can be anything from what is the hiring initiative and the plan to support this? Um, What is the organizational needs that you need? Uh, what What are we doing with our current talent? How are we organized and standing up this model to make sure that we're ultimately servicing our customers at the end of the day? So, it's, you know, like I said, no two days are the same, but it's leveraging a number of different things and relationships, honestly, that, that gets you through the day and, and partnering with, you know, whomever the appropriate leader is for that team. Right. And so that it's, it's a lot of overseeing a number of different teams. Is that, 
So whether it yeah. be like onboarding or prof- ongoing professional development, recruiting. Exactly. Specifically for the teams that I support. So I, I largely support like our corporate functions that we have in our Carlsbad office. So like our legal organization, our digital commerce organization. So it's everything that you we were talking about, the employee um, experience, everything. Mm-hmm onboarding to, you know, okay, we're going to talk about a promotion or we're going to talk about what is your future and your um, career look like at Thermo Fisher and how can I help um, support that journey along the way? So it's, or it's working with a manager and understanding, okay, you know, we need to hire five new people. What is the appropriate level? What is the background? What are the skill sets we're looking to infuse in this organization and how will that help us moving forward? So it's exciting stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of relationships and it's a lot of conversations and, um, it's, it's, a, it's fun. I really enjoy it. I get to talk to people of all different backgrounds, yeah. uh, diversity of thought and experience. And it's great. It can be exhausting being on zoom all day long, of course. you know, talk with people, but you know, honestly, it's, it's rewarding. It, it fills my cup and it's, right. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and then Greenwood added one more Zoom to your list. You're like, thanks a lot. No, it's a good one. I would gladly accept this one anyway. Oh, good, good. I appreciate that. Well, you know, you said that um, you said that diversity word, and so I want to ask you about that. You know, obviously, um, during the the global pandemic, we had um, the Black Lives Matter movement that that yeah. um, and the, the 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 civic unrest that that accompanied it. And 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 what I think is is and and I hope will continue to be a sea change in terms of how we look at and, and, um, how we look at things and, and the barriers that we, that we break down as a human Absolutely. resources. Yeah. As a human resources manager, I would imagine that diversity, equity, inclusion are, are things that, that you, you obviously have to stay versed in and have to try Definitely. to, yeah, have to try to put, um, initiatives in. So, so what have you, yeah. what have you done along those lines and what do you see for the future? Do you, do you, do you, do you see the hope for change that that a lot of us are feeling? Yeah, no, definitely. It's 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 on our our annual goal tree from our organization, and it's definitely something on the forefront of our minds is where you know hiring new talent into the organization, and um, we actually have a diversity and inclusion uh, platform within Thermo Fisher, so we're able to really tap into those um, experts as I see them, and and leverage any tools specifically in my day to day role, or tap into you know, if there are um, HBCUs that we're looking to hire from specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And y- y- that's definitely what we've been doing is from a hiring initiative is looking in different pockets and different areas and bringing in different people of color and different backgrounds. And like I said, diversity of thought and different experiences. It's very important to us. And, and that's not just me and my teams. It's across the company. It's across the globe. And it's yeah. You know, it's been a, a very unique year with everything going on in 2020 and now into 2021. And it's um, our, our senior leaders see all this and they are very much on the forefront of change and wanting to bring, you know, different individuals into the organization and, and move forward. Good, good. Well, that's great to hear. Um, I, uh, uh, I, 
I appreciate I appreciate you being able to. Uh, I thought you would be able to uh, to jump in on that thread, um, and and I would think, um, you know, like you said, with with offices a- around the world, and and like you said, um, a global company. You know that that's one of the things too. You know, we lived in, in we live in a globalized world, and so mm-hmm. like you like you said just a second ago, that diversity of thought and that diversity of thinking strengthens us all and pushes us all to be better. And when we're trying Absolutely. to solve big problems like the ones that that are facing us now, um, not just as a country, not just as a state, not just as mm-hmm. a community, but as a globe, you know, it's like, right. how or how are we going to, to, to solve these problems if we're not working together and we're not exactly. hearing from from each other and so um that's uh that's why i think it's it's so so critically important so it's good to hear that you're that you're doing things there you know um as a 2014 graduate um i always with every um with every uh alumni that i talk to on the podcast that that graduated before we made the change to experience industry management i like to talk a little bit about that so that that you know <laughs> that you understand what we did right and so we absolutely you know we we um we discovered quite honestly nicole that um that our name recreation parks and tourism administration was only really um covering about Thirty percent of our <laughs> of our students in terms of like where they were ending up and what they were interested in, and so um, y- you know, uh, experience industry management became an umbrella term to cover our entire industry. But one of our unintended consequences was that it ultimately opened up it opened up the world to us essentially it opened up essentially every company right because everyone is trying to co-create experiences in some way and that's like at the core of what we're doing now with experience design Mm -hmm. and and that's what you do every day right so that was one of the other reasons why i was so excited to talk to you um because you know um prior to 2016 i think um people working in positions like yours might have said to themselves, oh, well, I don't feel as connected to my major anymore because they see me as outside our right. major or our industry. And we don't right. see that. We don't see that at all. And um, and so that's part of the outreach of what I'm doing with this podcast is trying to make sure that that alumni know, you know, I talked to a banker, I talked to a private banker the other day and, um, and, uh, and, um, you know, so I think it's, I think it's just critically important for us to, to maintain those connections and to make sure you feel a part of, uh, of our, uh, of our, of our big, big happy family (laughs) that we have across the world. So, uh, and I think too, you know, even though it's industry or experience industry management now, I think the skills that we learn in these, in this, um, major is so transferable across multiple different industries and multiple different types of roles. So it's, it, you know, I, I definitely never felt like I was outside of the family, but I guess not necessarily following the, the event path that I started out with and kind of, moving into a different place. It was different, but absolutely what I learned at Cal Poly, I use every day. Yeah. 
And you're still planning events too, right? I still am. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You still get to do it. I love it. I love it. Well, Nicole, I really, really appreciate you taking the time today and, and, um, and giving back. And, um, I I know our, our current students and our prospective students and our alumni across the world and friends and partners will really appreciate hearing from you. And, um, just want to applaud you and Thermo Fisher Scientific for being out there on the forefront of fighting this global pandemic. And, um, we're excited, uh, you know, to, to, to hopefully, uh, have returned to some form of normality here soon. Exactly. Um, hopefully soon. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Soon. I, I appreciate the time spent here today and always looking forward to connect with, you know, prospective or current alumni, if anybody's ever interested. Yeah, of course. And tell McKenna, thanks for letting us borrow her mom. <laughs> All right. Take care. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye.